T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And we're back on The Fan. Keith McPherson checking in and checking in with me right now. Matt Lachlan who calls the games for the New Jersey Devils, and we're going to have some Devils talk. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Hey, Keith, thank you very much for the introduction, and I appreciate the music interlude there. Usually it's like a Springsteen song or Running with the Devils when I'm invited to talk about the team. So nice, nice little smooth Friday night uh, intro there. Props to Paulie for dropping the beats, and props to Paulie for reaching out. He's a, a big hockey fan. He's been a help for me as I've gotten into the NHL uh, in the course of the last few months or so, and became a Devils fan last year into this year. And, I mean, I was looking for someone to come on, and I figured you were the right guy off of Paulie's uh, recommendation. Well, Paulie's good people, as you know, and we go back a long way to when uh, the Devils and FAN had a, a tighter relationship. Uh, you know, we've kind of moved to a different platform digitally and all that sort of stuff. But we never forget the, the great times we had on WFAN and the people we met there. So when he contacted me and said, uh, would you like to come on and that you were going to be the host, there was no way I could say no. I was thrilled and honored. Awesome. It's full circle. So uh, when yeah. I came into WFAN, I didn't have a hockey team. And I told people straight up, hey, I'm a football, basketball, baseball guy. I think I know a decent amount about those sports. And I put my teams out there and I said, I'm not – saying I don't want to get more into hockey, especially with this being Sports Talk Radio. I don't want to leave hockey out. And I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, no one cares about hockey. You don't have to talk about hockey. But I don't feel that way because I have friends and I also have eyes. I see there is a lot of interest in hockey. So the first thing I did was put myself out there to all three teams. And, of course, the Devils reached out. First it was Glenn, who's a bartender, um, works in Prudential Center reached out, and then next thing you know, the Devils reach out. They roll the red carpet out for me. I came to the game in February last year against the Hurricanes. I think the final score was 7-4, so 11 goals scored. I know that doesn't usually happen, but uh, it was crazy. And right there, I was like, okay, I pledge my allegiance to the New Jersey Devils. I'm born and raised New Jersey, and uh, it made a lot of sense. So coming into this year, I said, okay, this is going to be the first season I watch from start to finish. I hope they get off to a hot hot start. I hope they play well. And that has happened. So let's talk a little bit about what has happened from 
the last couple years to now, what's the biggest thing that you're seeing with the Devils? What's the change? Well, I'll tell you the one thing is I, I think last year when you first came on board, right? And first off, it's cool that you were there last year when the struggles were evident and not hopping on board this year with the good start. So kudos to you and to the Devils fan nation that welcomed you with open arms because uh, there's always room in the Devils family for more people to support the club. We're, we're very open and inclusive. And come on, man, uh, the, the ride is just starting now uh, back to where we were great for so many years, and, and we're just starting that ride again. At any rate, I think last year you would have seen some of the signs that are shown this year. Uh, I think last year we expected that the team was starting to mature the Heishers and the Bratz and the Hughes were coming into just the start of their prime. They had acquired Dougie Hamilton in free agency. Uh, they thought that goaltending was going to be good enough to get them close to a playoff spot, if not to a playoff spot. And that at the end of the season, fans would leave going, oh, my goodness, all the hype of the previous few years is real. Next year is going to be terrific. But because of goaltending issues and some injuries, the team fell flat on its face and we were left scratching our head. So I think this is really the, it hasn't been linear, but I think this is the progression that people expected. But unfortunately, all those issues came into play last year. So what's happened is these guys are tired of losing. They've got talent. They've been around the, the league now six years or five or four. That's long enough to figure it out. They've matured physically. And Tom Fitzgerald has added, uh, he had a terrific summer. It, it, it wasn't the summer uh, where the Devils won it, uh, as they did two summers ago with uh, signing Dougie Hamilton and where in previous years they had the first overall pick. But Tom did a very good job of patching some holes in areas where the Devils needed help, not only with skill on the ice, but also with some determination and grit on the ice. And the Devils' goaltending has been solid. So it's all added up to what we're seeing so far. Uh, another conversation that I've been having is about the draft picks and hitting on your draft picks, which is hard to do. And the Devils have had top picks, and they've hit on them. And we're already seeing the fruits of, of that. We're already seeing these young guys, like you mentioned, come into their own. And uh, that bodes well for the future. So, I mean, for me coming in, I kind of missed all of that, right? I, I wasn't paying attention uh, while they were stacking these draft picks, I'm coming in now and seeing these guys as pros, seeing these guys as stars. Uh, what would you say to new fans that are coming in about these draft picks that they hit on, uh, Jack Hughes and Mercer and some of these other guys? Like, What is it about these young kids, and what is it about the, the Devils organization just knowing uh, who to pick? Well, you know, the fact is nobody wants to be picking on a regular basis with the, the first overall choice, but that's what befell the Devils. And I think in the first couple of years of Nico Heischer's start and Jack Hughes' start, because they weren't Connor McDavid, who has otherworldly speed, and he just burst out of the starting gate and announced his arrival after be, being selected first overall by Edmonton. And they're not Sidney Crosby or they're not Alex Ovechkin. They're not that type of a player, but they do have innate skills that just take a few years to develop. And so combine the losing with their relatively slow starts. I think people were disappointed and said, well, did, did the Devils really get the top player? For instance, in the 2017 draft, Cal McCarr won a Stanley Cup last year. He was a Norris Trophy winner. Uh, he was selected fourth while he should went first. But the Devils saw that they did have 
two supremely talented players. And now we're seeing it. Since the All-Star break of last year, uh, continuing into this year, he sure is over a point per game. Uh, he wins face-offs. He plays defensively. He's an incredible leader. And, oh, by the way, he's only 23 years of age. So they, they won that spot. Uh, Jack Hughes, he's over a point per game, having a year that probably is not up to his standards. Uh, he's not scoring the way he would hope. You know, he forces things at times, and yet he's still over a point per game. So they've done well with the first overalls, and then they've been able to make some deals. You know, they get the 20th overall pick, which or 18th overall pick, excuse me, in the 20 draft, which they turned into Dawson Mercer, and they got that in the Taylor Hall trade. Well, that, that's a pretty good pickup. And they've got a defenseman who is soon going to be on the scene. He's right now uh, mostly a healthy scratch, Kevin Ball, but – you know, they, they were able to turn deals like that into real usable players. I don't think we thought Dawson Mercer would be as good as he's turned out to be. Uh, his hockey IQ, his sense, his smarts is, is off the charts. He's only 21, and yet he never panics. Now, he's got a little work to do defensively, but he's chipping it with goals. He's put out on the penalty kill. He's an all-situation type player. And again, he's young. He just turned 21. Can just buy, can just buy an adult beverage uh, in the Garden State or in New York. So, you know, they've done well there. And then, like a lot of teams, you have to get some luck, right? I mean, Jesper Bratz, the sixth-round pick, if they, they re did his draft, he'd be a first-round pick without a doubt. But, you know, the Devils saw his skill level. He was disappointing in some tournaments that draft year, and so that's why he dropped, and he's not the biggest guy. But they saw some skill, and to his credit, he's turned that hurt. He even admitted the other day, in speaking with Chico Resch, my broadcast partner and myself, uh, during, I think it was an intermission, it might have been post-game, but at any rate, he said, yeah, you know, I want to prove people wrong. I, I think I should have gone higher. Uh, I didn't, but I want to show that I'm better than a sixth-round pick. And they did the same thing in uh, getting a fifth-round choice like Yegor Sharangovich, who, you know, scored over 20 goals last year and is on a similar pace this year. So they've done a lot of good things draft-wise. They've identified stars. They've identified Devils players. And by that, I mean both Ray Shiro, who was the one who selected Nico Heischer, you know, and Tom Fitzgerald, who has taken over, want guys with high hockey sense, high IQ, and a great compete level. And those guys fit into that. There's just a, a foundation for the future. I love the young energy. I love that young fans can get into this team and the uh, hope for this team to get into the playoffs and then make a run at the Stanley Cup, it's its already there. And I think it's been there for years now. Uh, I knew of Martin Brodeur, Marty Brodeur. I don't know if anybody can't know uh, the legend that is. And he was just named VP of Hockey Ops. I know he'd been working with the Devils. I remember when I, when I went to the game last year, they presented me with my own jersey. And uh, he had a hand in, in helping put together that jersey. Uh, let's speak a little bit about, you know, bringing the past and him being a legendary figure on the ice, and now him still being in the organization but being elevated to vice president of hockey operations. Well, Keith, you bring up a great point because one other thing the Devils did this year, and I'll get back to Marty in a second, is they brought in Sergei Breland as an assistant coach. Now, he had been in the system but working in the American Hockey League, either at Binghamton or Utica, and this year he's with the parent club. And he won three Stanley Cups. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the Brodeurs and the Stevens and the Danicos and the Niedermeyers, the guys who 
also won three cups, but Sergey was right there on those teams playing a different role. But you bring in players who experience those highs and display the pride of the franchise, which had been tarnished a little bit, and it happens. You go through rough years. But they're there to tell these players that those banners are not so far out of reach. And those banners, those championship banners mean something. And wearing the devil's sweater and wearing the devil's colors means something. And so when you see players like that, and Ken Danik goes around all the time working on the TV side, when you see players like that are around and they reinforce what it means to be a New Jersey devil. So Marty Brodeur comes in. You know, we don't have to run through his resume. We know what it is, how great he was. He's taking on a little bit of a different role. He had been involved more on the business side, but as he was exploring his post-playing career, he wanted to get a taste of everything. And after a few years with the organization, he said, you know what, I think I want to land on the hockey side fully. He was always a voice that was heard, but now this formalizes it. It's a multi-year extension, so we're happy that Marty's going to stick around for a long time. And I think what you're going to see is he is going to focus more on the goaltending side. Not that he won't have a say in a trade for a forward or a D-man, but they've got a pretty good setup now. They've rearranged the goalie development process over the last couple of years where Scott Clemenson is the overseer, and then they make sure that through all levels, both at the NHL level on down to the ECHL, there is contact with Devils representation and someone that the goalies can talk to for work, There's a goalie coach down at the AHL. And so Clemmer oversees all that. But now you've got Marty on top of that all with his ideas and his thoughts. And so I think you're going to see some really innovative things on the goaltending side. Because for many years, I won't say going back to Marty's time, uh, because Jacques Caron was his longtime coach and he was terrific. But there was always a sense with goalies like they were a part of the team, meaning separated, not a part of the team, but apart from the team. And so it was like, yeah, you guys go down there and do your thing, and we're going to talk to the forwards and defensemen here. We've seen how critical goaltending is to any team's success, more so than ever with 32 teams in the league. It's hard to find 32 good goaltenders. Now you're trying to find really 64 because you need a good backup. So Marty's going to help in that area. And he's around a lot. He'll be around more, and it's always good to see him. Yeah, that's something I heard when I was coming in from buddies of mine. Like, oh, the devil's got to find a goalie when the devil's find a goalie. And uh, going into this year, they've been able to win one goal games. Like, they're on this winning streak, and in this win streak, there's a lot of games. Just their last few games have been decided by one goal. And they're a team that refuses to lose. They have the will to win. And what have you seen watching these games, calling these games, about their will to win, never say die, if it takes overtime, get it done, uh, if they're down, being able to come back. I mean, I really enjoyed that Oilers game. Um, you, you already mentioned Connor McDavid. You know, not knowing too much about hockey last year, you know who that is, and you know who the Oilers are. And I actually watched the game where they come back, they scored a goal to, to tie it, and then right away they score the goal to take the lead. It was amazing to watch. What is it about this team? There's like a grittiness about these young guys. Never say die. They're never out of it. Yeah, those goals are seven seconds apart, setting a team record. And by the way, just a quick shout-out, Edmonton is coming back uh, to play the Devils on the 21st. That game was in Alberta, of course. But on the 21st of this month, uh, Edmonton comes to Prudential Center. And I know there's more of a buzz. I could sense it on Tuesday and Thursday. And I think tomorrow's going to be a great crowd as well. The fans are 
really embrace this club in the winning. So I'm not saying you can't wait, but if you haven't gotten tickets, get them for that game because uh, it's his only visit to Prudential Center. Boy, what a, I, what a joy he is to watch. I'm in there tomorrow. I'll definitely be there sure. tomorrow. And Mon- I looked at that game, but I'm the nighttime host, so I'll probably be on air I, I Monday. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I hate when work gets in the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of it, you know? No, there's no question. Well, for the fans out there, if you can't join Keith or, or Keith can't join us, <laughs> excuse me, uh, get some tickets because McDavid – will be in town. So th- this is a different, a different devil's team. And Keith, it doesn't matter what sport it is, football, baseball, basketball, or hockey, you start to win and you're, you're suddenly more confident than ever. But the devils have a poise that they haven't had the last couple of years. And that goes back to some of the changes that Tom made over the summer. He brought in John Marino from Pittsburgh defensively. Brendan Smith has brought some grit on the back end. They're just better defensively they made some changes to the assistant coaches and that has had a help uh, as well but they would not be on this winning streak last year Uh, they wouldn't have beaten Colorado they shut them out a couple of weeks ago one nothing they took a penalty in the final minute goalie is pulled they've got to kill a six on four against the defending Stanley Cup champs yes they were missing some key pieces but there's still a lot of talent on that team and I'm telling you Having seen this team for a long time, and especially the last few when they've struggled, there would have been a goal scored. And an exciting one nothing. can we win this game, would have become a 1-1, let's go to overtime. And maybe or maybe not, the Devils would have pulled it out in OT or in the shootout, and what should have been a thrilling night would have ended in a little bit of a sense of disappointment. They were not winning the tight games last year. They now have the ability not only to come back, but to shut teams down. So it's an entirely different mechanism. And the joy is they're doing it, and I know this is an old saying, and it kind of, you know, you roll your eyes when you hear it, but really, you know, there are no passengers here. I was looking at the numbers as I was preparing for tomorrow's game, and, you know, the top line, the Heesha line, scored 13 goals, but the next line has nine, and then there's another line with nine. Uh, And even what's technically the third line, they still have seven goals. So they're scoring, the D is scoring, and the goaltending's been good. So everyone has had a role in this, and uh, you know the train's just rolling, man. It's, it's awesome to see. But it, it's a different team that believes in itself. They are tired of the losing. Miles Wood said that after the first two games, like, hey, I'm tired of being on a bad team. Now he backtracks that I should have said, I'm tired of being on a non-playoff team. But you know what he meant, Nico mm-hmm. Heischer, when he came back and they lost the first game, said, hey, I'm tired of losing. They all are, and uh, they're just they're just fueled by the success they've had. Good, good. It's all about winning, right? And uh, Amen. I, I think they're going to win a lot more, and I'm looking forward to when they face the Rangers on the 28th and then right back again to Madison Square Garden on the 12th. I've never been to the Garden to see the Rangers, and when I made my decision to be a Devils fan, my friends that are Rangers fans started giving it to me. I'm like, what's going on, guys? Relax. And, oh, you made the wrong decision. And I guess there's a little rivalry here. Can you fill me in on this rivalry between the Devils and the Rangers and uh, why it's so hostile? Well, sure. I mean, proximity is part of it. Uh, you know, the, the Rangers beat the Devils in the 94 Eastern Conference Finals in seven games. And then, of course, they go on and win the Stanley Cup championship. You know, and then this young upstart team, the little brother, you know, starts winning championships. And, you know, the Rangers haven't won since 94. So the Devils fans laud that over them. And 
you know, it's just great to, to see both teams in a good position. And here the Islanders are playing well again. And so when they get into with the Rangers, that's another intense rivalry. The, the Devils-Islanders rivalry, probably because they haven't met in the playoffs, is not as intense as Devils-Rangers or Islanders-Rangers. Uh, playoff matchups do an awful lot to create that intense rivalry. But there's no doubt about it. You know, uh, the Devils have lost to the Rangers in the playoffs. <clears throat> Excuse me. They won in 2012. Adam Henrique scoring the overtime game winner to send the Devils to the Stanley Cup final against the L.A. Kings. And, you know, those are the things that set memories and, you know, harden your feelings for the other team and uh, make them even stronger for the club that you're following. So that's what it comes down to, the proximity. And I will tell you, it goes back, honestly, to when the Devils came to New Jersey. They had to pay a huge fee. Dr. John McMullen, the team's first owner, when he moved the club, had to pay a huge fee to the Rangers and the Philadelphia Flyers to come into their territory. And it it annoyed the heck out of him, quite frankly. He wanted to bring a team to New Jersey. He's a Jersey guy, and he absolutely wanted to uh, have something that the state could be proud of. Uh, but he hated that he had to pay so much to get into the boys' club. He did it, and when they won in 95, there was no one more excited. Uh, but that kind of filtered through the organization, those guys over there. And so it really started back in that, in that first season, and it's a great rivalry. And now when both teams are, are in a good spot, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I think someone sent me, maybe it was 94 or 95, Devils versus Rangers, uh, a game to watch on YouTube. I watched a good amount of it, but my biggest takeaway from it was how packed it was and how crazy the fans were. And I'm like, we need that again. We need we need that environment again. Oh, listen, and you know, go back to 2012. John Tortorella is coaching the Rangers, and Pete DeBoer is coaching the Devils, and there were just classic matchups, and there were two line brawls at the start of games that you don't see anymore. And look, I'm a little old school. I think fighting has a place in the game. I'm not such a Neanderthal, though, that I think that bench-clearing brawls should be a part of the game. I guess I'm somewhere in between. But those were intense games, man. Like, you knew something was happening, and, and the puck was dropped. And I think in one case it was two seconds, and the other it was three seconds. And the whistle blew again because there were fights all over the ice. And uh, it, was just, uh, it was just fantastic. And, you know, Pete DeBoer had a great line when uh, Tortorella was upset that the Devils at Madison Square Garden put out their tough line to start for the faceoff. And John was like, well, I had to respond, right? But they're the ones who started it, and that's why this thing broke out the way it did. And Pete said, afterward, when a prize of that said, well, John doesn't either. He goes, well, John, does John forget that he did the same thing when he played at our place a month ago? So either he's got short-term memory loss or he's a liar. <laughs> like, those things make rivalries, right? Yeah. That's great. And now I'm like, all right, now I have, like, tabs open. I've got uh... – the NHL Eastern Conference Finals, Devils at Rangers from 94. I've got 2012 Devils eliminate Rangers in OT. Like, this is the type of stuff that I need for, like, homework and research that I missed. Like, I didn't live that, but I can go on the Internet, watch it to get up to speed. I'm so excited to come to the game tomorrow. I'll, I'll be at the Rock. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to find you. I'm sure they have you somewhere where you're away from people. But I'm just excited to go see the Devils as they go for win number nine in a row, first place team. It, it couldn't come at a better time for me because I need a, a break from the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Yankees. 
Well, last thing I'll say, or two last things. There's a book written by a, a good friend of mine, Rich Share, who covered the Devils from their beginning, every game until he retired from the Star Ledger. And he wrote a book called The Twenty. Uh, the history of the New Jersey Devils, uh, it's the, it was the 25 years that were celebrated. It's a great book. That'll tell you a lot about the history in the beginning. If you want to check that out, the history of the New Jersey, of the Devils in New Jersey by Rich Share, C-H-E-R-E. And the other thing is, no, they don't keep us away from the fans. Chico and I love it. We are behind the benches, uh, right behind the last row. So please stop by. People stop by all the time for pictures and autographs and complaining and cheering. So we're out there. We're we're people of the people. So Keith, please stop Good. by. Me too. Hello. I will I will come by and see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining me tonight. This has been great. Uh, Keith, my pleasure, man. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks. Let's go, Devils. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.